Welcome to Side Hustle with Personality. I'm Kerry Ruff, and in this podcast, we help you understand, leverage, and capitalize on your untapped skills and interests, leading to more income and fulfillment. Now, during each episode, we interview successful business people, artists, and everyday folk who have in in unique and clever ways, taken their passions and turned them into money-making enterprises. And today, oh boy, today, today I am thrilled to have someone with quite a track record in building businesses, someone who knows how to leverage her personality. Joining me is Heather Steinker. She is a full-time business owner, a full-time coach, and a full-time social media influencer. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. It's, it's, so, it's so great to have you. After uh, reading all of your the things that you do on, online, uh, I am very anxious to... Um, give some information and tips and strategies to our side hustle with personality community. Um, so let me just start with, can women start businesses from their living rooms these days? Why or why not? I mean, absolutely they can. I mean, I think that women already are running a business. They just don't make any money with it because a household is like a business. <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, you're the head of it. You're overseeing scheduling and tasks and everything. So you're already running something. So absolutely, 100%. Because of, of parenting, uh, and many women suffer from uh, lower self-esteem, uh, for at least three years after having kids, like you stated uh, in your reading. Uh, where, so where do they start? If the low self-esteem, where, where do women start? So it depends on really where they need to be. So maybe it's their mindset and they need to overcome, you know, the hustle and bustle of being a mom. And instead of it becoming like, who they are and what they do. It just needs to become like a role that they play and name tag that they wear because it's still that person. Like you're still you, you're now a mom. It's now a part of you, but that doesn't define you. And knowing that you, it's okay for you to have interests. And I mean, you like to go to the movies before you had kids. You liked going to concerts and doing these things. It doesn't stop. You might not be able to go do it more often and you might be more tired, but you still have those interests. And so being able to understand that, remember that, and then be okay with that uh, too. You know, the mom guilt's a real thing. And also the physical side of things, maybe you want to feel more, um, confident with your body and uh, the way you feel. So it just has to kind of you meet you where you are first. First. Okay. Yeah. Like figure out, is it my mindset? Like, am I okay to like do something else other than being mom or like overcoming? Or is it because I don't feel good? And I have no energy. Maybe I need to change my 
my diet, or maybe I need to get up and move more. You know, maybe I want to go do, maybe I don't want to go to mommy and me exercise class. Maybe I just want to go and do some CrossFit by myself, you know, and just trying to really figure out exactly what's going to get you going. Okay. Okay. People need you, Heather, because you are a businesswoman and a parent of three tiny kiddos, as you call them. <laughs> uh, what, what could be the first step if you have an idea for a business and you want to attempt to get it out there, put it on the, on the internet? What would be the first step? I think the first step is getting really clear on what you want to do and who you want to help, like who you want to help, because, you know, niching down, we say, which is people are very anti niche down sometimes because they feel like they're leaving people out, but niche, that doesn't niche, mean anything. Niche down. Niche down, meaning like getting really super, like narrowing it down to exactly pinpoint who you're going to help, like their age like where they like to go to eat dinner. Like you can create this person and then you're speaking to the person that you're trying to help. And so you need to understand exactly who you're helping and then how you want to help them. So you really have to go through the process. And honestly, just to get started is just show up and start talking about whatever it is you're passionate about. So people can start recognizing your face and recognizing who you are. And, oh, this, this person really talks and really resonates with me about this and then kind of build upon that and then understand the needs and kind of go from there. How do you understand? There are so many people uh, that say in my community of, of, of startup and with personalities and so forth. And, and they say, I have so many passions, mm -hmm. so many things, well, so many things I enjoy doing. What do I, what do I pick? Or can I pick something like most and of pivot. Them, pick something <laughs> and pivot and then say, I, I don't like this after three months and then do something else. Yeah, you absolutely can. I think the first thing is you have to really be realistic, realistic about if it's a business or is it like a passion that's like a hobby, like you've got your business and you've got like your passion project. So you can kind of decide if there's probably not going to be something that you could maybe make money into a business. You can help people with it. So that'd be more of like a passion project, but then you want to think about like how you're going to educate people and help people and push them forward. And you kind of go that route now, test it, track it, tweak it. You test it out for a little while see how it goes. And if you're just not getting what you need from it, maybe it's not fulfilling you. And you're like, yeah, this is not what I wanted to do. Let me take a step back and just take a little bit of like a, a right turn and try to pivot a little bit more. Um, I had a pivot in my business. I started out with like home and productivity for moms and working moms. And then during pandemic, I had to make the pandemic pivot where people were seeing all of my marketing and we're like, how are you doing this on social media? How are you able to do this and everything else you're doing? And so they wanted me to teach them. So I pivoted to doing social media and Instagram boot camps and showing 
women that are starting businesses, how to use Instagram, what to push, what to do. And so I pivoted to productivity in the business space. So yes, I like to educate on social. Is it my passion? I'm really good at it. I help a lot of people with it, but my passion and what I started to do was home. And so my opportunities actually have come up. And so I'm able to now go back to that. So I just kind of put it on the side a little bit, but it doesn't mean I'm like excusing it, you know? Doesn't mean that you're just throwing it aside. No, for that, instance, I was- one that you started. Yeah. How do you, how do you that, that one word, uh, you say productivity, you've got them to produce something and keep working on something? I'm a simplifier. So I simplify systems. I try to help you save time. I also try to just really make it super simple. Cause I think when you're new to something, you get overwhelmed analysis paralysis, so to speak, you're like, Oh my gosh, there's so much info. I can't do it. Right. And breaking it down to be like the need to know and how to do it in the quickest way, because running a business and everything else, it's time consuming. So you want to make sure you're not really spinning your wheels and doing nothing, you want to be productive and like get it going, right? Because when when somebody says uh, they come to you, and quite a few people come to you saying, "I have these three ideas of this is the way I want to bring in some income to the family," you start them off by narrowing them down, finding their niche. Yeah. Does that take a while to do a few weeks to get to or or do people kind of know what it is they're passionate about what their niche might be but they're just oh take a, a step Ooh, that's a that's a toughie um it depends on the person because it depends on how decisive they are some people that come to me know right off the bat who they're working for like work like this is who i help and then for instance, um, I have a, a client that's now starting her second arm of her business. And she's like, I don't really understand. I don't really ha- know how to niche. So her homework is to try and really think about the person she wants to help, what that person went through and speak to that one person doesn't mean you can't help other people. It just, that's just what you're going to be th- talking to. Your content's going to be for, because there's so many people that are doing the same thing, but they're only one you and only, you know, what you've gone through. So once they get there, it's more clear. So it kind of can, it can take a while. And I always feel like you're always pivoting. Um, You know, I I think depending on what you're doing, your demographic could change. The needs can change. And then you kind of have to continue to serve them. That's, that was a great point. Uh, your pivot can change and it can change quite often. That's okay. Hmm. But I, I love what you said about uh, in the, does it have to be something that I went through or that a person is, goes through pain, pleasure, and then I want to help somebody with going through what I went through? Or can it be, I like baking cookies and I just want to spread the sugar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which, which drive to continue your business, which 
Like what's their why? Like why do they do it? What's their why? Yeah. So I think more often than not, it's some version of themselves. Like you're helping someone that a version of yourself. Um, I came across a woman, she was, she's in her sixties, but her niche person is in, she thinks is in her thirties that likes plants and does like very, very niche down. Like she's trying to speak to the woman she was in her thirties. So she's speaking to someone, right? So it just depends on where you are. So for instance, this client that is trying to niche down, she's going to be speaking on her like her grief and her, and her situation and others and try to help others, which I feel like when we talk about our experience, we feel like we can relate. However, there are situations where you're just like nothing to do with that. And it's a very business transactional, maybe financial planning. And you really just want to help others. Um, and another client of mine, she wants, she's a realtor. She wants to help first time buyers not everyone that's bought a house before, but first time buyers, because she likes helping those because of the questions that she gets. So it just fuels her passion because she really likes to help the newbie. So it kind of just what fuels you. And that's how you should decide. The help the, the, the new person. Do, do you put now I've read about you that, uh, and I'm jumping a little ahead of myself, but you, you, you say Instagram is the way to go socially. I mean, you're an influencer. So you say Instagram, I have an idea. I want to get it out there. I have a small side hustle and I want, but to connect to your audience, your listeners, your followers, do you go to a platform, a social media platform to start? I think it depends. I think now that we're getting out of the pandemic situation, most business that anyone really will do is face-to-face or uh, personal interaction. I think with social media, it was a necessity because of what happened. And so people were bringing their businesses online and needing to learn it. You also need to know where your people live, like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. There's so many platforms, right? Pinterest, you know, that one's getting very big and that's mom space, right? Cause I mean, you Google everything. So it's like, where do your people live? For instance, my health and wellness business, all of the clients that I do get for my health and wellness business, they're on, they're on Facebook. They're on Facebook. I will never get probably a client on Instagram. My social media stuff that my, my boot camps that I run they're on Instagram because the people that I help are the health and wellness coaches that I coach with that need help to run their business. And so it just depends. And you really have to just know where you sit and stay in that lane and try not to push it. Cause if they're not there, they're not there, but getting out and talking about it and people, cause they'll, they're buying into you. They're not really buying your thing. They can go buy it probably somewhere else. They're buying you. They want to work with you or talk to you. And that's what it is. And you have to teach it. You don't just get on there and push your products, push your services. You got to educate them and get some know, like, and trust 
And then once they do that, oh, well, whatever Heather needs like or puts out, I'm, I'm buying, whatever. I just want to work with her because I like her and I trust her. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do like you, to think so. Are, do, you, do you travel a lot then? Or do you do both? You, you do your social media, uh, winning trust by giving, uh, giving people tools and strategies and, and ways in which to run or start their business and run their business. But you go out and also speak? Not right now. I, most of my speaking has been virtual. Um, I speak in, you know, private groups or I have my podcast or I'm guests on podcasts. I actually haven't traveled anywhere to speak about it. Um, but maybe those opportunities will come. Um, again, I started this in last year, so, you know, um, hope to, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) but I think traveling and getting out there is the best, but because virtual is now so powerful. There's lots of virtual stages. And so you're still speaking to people face-to-face. And I also think that zooming and like face-to-face video chats way more connection than just a phone call. You're speaking of your, your podcast, uh, chaos and cookies ranks high in parenting on USA charts. But why do you think people call you first when building a home business? I try to be as relatable and realistic as I can. And I throw a lot of humor (laughs) into it. Maybe too much. One of my business coaches is like, not everything has to be funny. I'm like, I know, but I also think that it, it brings the reality to it because it's not always pretty. So I just try to be really relatable and I just try not to uh, speak on something that's not, or pretty it up as much as I can, like just being realistic, because, uh, I think we all try to look polished and perfect and not stutter when we're doing video and you're like, Oh, I need to retake that. But no one is, no one wants a robot. So you just are showing your human just like them and you're relatable that, you know, and it, it's just, um, yeah, that's, I think why I try to just be me and be comfortable with me. And not everyone's going to like me. I'm not for everyone. I might really annoy people. Uh, but I've grown to be okay with it. It's like, it's okay. If you don't like me, I don't like everyone either. Or I do, I do like everyone, but I don't have to hang out with them or, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I actually feel like I'm, yes. <laughs> you, you, you have, you have created, cause I, 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 I don't want, I know you're so busy. You just, you just came from uh, a client a few, a few minutes ago. So I know you're very busy, busy. I, I, I have these questions that are doing all this research about you. So you, you, uh, you have created what is called systems uh, in your home to provide people with time management. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? What, system, yes. what systems are? Systems are, I mean, basically like a process or procedure anywhere and everywhere. I mean, we have them in our home, like how you do things like kind of like, like your habits and stuff. So I have a chaos control system and it's the family playbook and it's a manual. It's a standard operating procedure for your home. And it literally has like, if someone were to come in and need to help mom because mom's 
trying to start up her business and she's busy, or maybe she just wants to go grab a drink with a friend and doesn't want the text messages of all the questions where she's like, oh my gosh, like, it's just easier if I just go home and someone could step in and have every single thing, like how bedtime is, where the thing is, uh, where the things are in the house. And here's my time schedule, because think about how many lists you make when you go out of town, whether you have children or not pets, even just your home has a list of things to do for maintenance. And how many times you make that list, you come home, what happens? You throw it away, you lose it and you write it down again. So might as well have like a, it's there and you could just make small changes. And, and so, you help them with developing a list to, uh, to lessen the chaos yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the home. I'm all about planning for the worst, hoping for the best. So I have, it's 188 pages, but you get to, I will coach you through getting it completed. So we go through and like what kind of things you need to put in there. Very important information to really dump it in because the worst thing is buying a tool and then never using it. I mean, right. You have all intention to use it, but then it's like, oh, wait, this is extensive. I don't have the time. What good is it for you to do it? So helping them get a completed system. Which comes first, the list or the how to run your business? The list first on like what you want to accomplish. Like what are the things that you need? And then let's figure out how to do it, where we're going to put it, how much time you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Do you set yourself a timer? Like I always set myself a timer when I'm going on like TikTok because you go down the deep hole of darkness and then two hours later, you're like, oh no. So you set so yourself you, a timer. You have a timer for that. I have, I have a little 10 minute uh, hourglass here. And when it's yeah. out, that I'm about. That is so cool. That is so cool. That's so, oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Because I, I was just uh, reading somewhere and, and talking about, you know, do 15 minutes on this because I have all these projects going and all these things. And I was telling my wife, I said, I, I said, I'm on seven different platforms, uh, social media platforms. And I want to, I'm doing this now, and I'm writing another book. And I'm she says, you know, how are you going to do all that? And then mm -hmm. I read this article saying a timer. So yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yours is with your 10 minutes I yeah it's a 10 minute one 20 minutes uh, i have two of these though i have okay. two so i have two i put one and then i flip the other one and so you know so it, and, and so that's fabulous and with so with the list and how to you do both at the same time yeah and, we, we and create your, and the family and yes the, we the bring family. them all together so you bring it all in so then you know, it, it's also a maintain a maintenance thing. So you got to get it together first. You got to get the space. You got to get like color coding and time blocking on your calendar is really big. Like, and like not being negotiable, having your non-negotiables and sticking with those and um, really setting boundaries for yourself. But then just also giving grace, like maybe I can't get it done, but for the most part for systems, you have to maintain the space. So once you get your list and you've got your routine, then it's like setting up either in your calendar or a timer or an alarm that that's what you're going to do. And you want to keep it going until it becomes second nature. And, and, and But then, uh, then the daughter has to go to soccer practice. Right. Or, well, that's set up. But then uh, 
something happens and you got to go shopping. Yeah, so maybe uh, like enough time. you have a backup, like maybe you're like the pipe. We had that happen, like the pipes backed up and it started flood, like flooding and you're like, oh, great. That's at bedtime. We're about to go to bedtime now. We're sopping up that. So it's, I have, um, there's a 911 guide in there where it has all the important phone numbers where you literally flip to the plumber. There you go. This is the one I need, or this is the 24 hour guy. Like it has like, in case of emergency, call this person. Oh, wow. A 911. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really it was. <laughs> oh, Heather, it's a genius. A 911. Oh, this is, this is great. Cause I don't have a 911. I, I have to look them up all the time. I go all oh. the time. Who's my, uh, oh, my accountant. Oh, yeah. And I have to look it up all the time. But uh, it'll be there. Are you saying hard copies? They're hard copy and it's PDF. So okay. you can, it's an edible PDF. So you can type everything in, print it out, put it somewhere. And so when something changes, maybe that guy goes out of business and you need a new one. Maybe he retires and you can go into the PDF, just change his name, print that page out and put it and replace it. So you're not re- like the spiral oh. notebooks and stuff you have to like what you do things change life happens <laughs> things happen maybe your child develops an allergy later in life and you have to put that in somewhere and so i try to make it to where also having backups to plan for the worst so if you have a fire and your house burns down and you only have a paper copy what do you do? You got to recreate all that. That's all your information, your insurance information, things that you need to get you through. Wouldn't it be nice to have it backed up? And if your computer, like we had the ice storm here in Texas, it was a freaking crisis here. Um, I couldn't get on my computer. Yeah, we didn't right. have power. I need to call something or do something because life doesn't stop. Um, maybe there's a freeze and we would have to leave our house and give direction. I have my paper copy. So both. But you know, we're doing that right now, writing out these, see, and I was reading about you and it said this about the systems and so forth. So I said, oh, I said, uh, lady of the house, we have to do this. Because you need, I think any household needs yeah, one, regardless right, if you have right. children, because you have pets, uh, even just like your air filters or your AC maintenance, right? You know, um, when you got it, when the warranty's up, who to call if there's something that breaks uh -huh. because you don't want to waste money. You know, maybe it's your brother-in-law that's your plumber. Call him first before you call that guy because he's way cheaper. He'll do it for free. And, and, and see, but all that has to do with, and for me, uh, business. All that True. has to do with handling my life business and then I've got my career business or my side hustle business mm -hmm. brings in income but I have to do this because this is life and I've got to organize that that's ingenious and life happens while you're running your business so you have to be able to say okay I can't schedule this meeting for my business because of this you know so you it's run simultaneously and there's tools in this uh, system for business. There's planner, there's schedule, there's your spouse's schedule. There's all the things. Oh, what, what, passwords. <laughs> what was that? The passwords, like all your passwords. We're going to have to talk about that 
after this okay? yeah oh uh, because passwords for me so i'm going to ask you heather after uh, <laughs> because i don't want to take up your entire entire day uh what what do you tell mompreneurs who are overstressed and how do you help them increase their productivity they're overstressed they don't know what well it's I mean, it's your chaos. It's a, right. And it's more about controlling the chaos and not balance. There's nothing, there's no balance. I mean, you can only control you and you can control your environment to a point, but you have to be able to be a little bit more flexible and not be, you just got to have kind of a system in place. So I recommend to my clients, like you, every morning you do your intention, you get in that space, but then you write down your three must do's. Like you got to get them done top priority. And then you do your three, like next priority, but you set some time. Like I'm only going to spend 20 minutes on this. If I don't get it all done, it doesn't mean that I failed. It just means, Hey, I got 20 minutes of that done. That's great. But then what you do at the end of the day is you look at what you've got done you get to mentally get rid of the things that you like, Oh, it's done. I'm good. Release it, move on. And then you move whatever you didn't get done to the top of the list for the next day. And you also write down or think about how it made you feel when you could accomplish these things. Wow. Like how did making, how did that make you feel at the end of the day? Did it make you feel accomplished? Yeah. Did, right. Are you upset because you didn't get it done? Wait a minute. I did get some of it done. I started it. Doesn't mean I'm so really reflecting on how it made you feel after your day is done. I see, I, I know this is for my community, but I, I knew I would get some great tips. Uh, and that's one of them. Write down three, uh, sometimes, well, I have- For your business. I do three for your business and three for your home life. And each, each evening, each morning, I, I do mine in the evening. Yeah, you do it in the evening. You can do it in the evening you, once you start. So once you start, you'll start it because it's going to be like an evergreen thing. So at the end of your day, you're going to make a new list or you're going to bring it to the top and you're going to make new ones each evening, right? Because you got to see what you got okay. done. Okay. You know, that, that is. What, geez. what is the number one reason why people give up their small businesses after a few months? they're not seeing growth or they're not seeing, um, you know, everyone gets value somehow. Maybe they're not seeing money come in. A lot of my clients that start on like social media, for instance, that's a very long game that takes a long time. You have to be discovered. You have to know that all the analytics stuff, cause that's not our platform. We don't own it. They get to do what they want with it. And so when they don't see those numbers, cause maybe that's how they're getting gratification. They're not feeling like they're getting out there but they need to switch their mindset and be like, are you helping someone? Like, are you growing personally? And also, are you still doing what you love? We That's just all analytics and like, you know, statistics where you can kind of strategy, you can change that, but making sure, I think people give up because they're not getting the gratification they need, whether that be monetarily, they also need to understand it. You're not going to have an overnight success. Like you're not going to be the next, like, celebrity and two set maybe i mean it's very rare you'll get discovered on youtube but you have to work at it anything worth having is worth working hard for so true my dad <laughs> uh, that's his lie uh oh is it 
you, you, you had 10 years experience as a director of marketing at a company. So I, I ask you this question. You, you said that Instagram could be of great value to a business and others. Is, is uh, Instagram real uh, the best place to start a small business idea? Or even Pinterest, uh, you, you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So What's nice about these platforms is they kind of work with each other to a point. So Instagram and Facebook, they're owned by the same company. So you can post on Instagram and simultaneously go post over to Facebook. You've just yeah. hit two places. Pinterest, you can copy and paste the link from your Instagram over to Pinterest and make something. You just have to, so you don't have to recreate it. You just copy and paste it over, tag it with your hashtags and you're good. So again, you need to know where your audience is. And you want to be as many places as you, as you want, but really the idea of social media is to get them off of social media to your website. Like you get, get them off of that. You don't want them to be exposed to other people that do what you do. You want them to come to your house, like your website to make it feel like, and then kind of just get all of your goodness. Right. So that's the attraction to it. You want to provide them information to get them to your website. Can they find uh, chaos and cookies on your website? Yeah, I have a link in my bio where they can go and I direct them. I tell them in my bio, I literally give a call to action saying, click here for my free guide. Click here to listen to my podcast. So okay. people like to be told what to do. They don't like to guess. That's why people aren't going to interact with you unless you tell them, comment below and tell me this. Go here, click here. When you're told what to do, you'll do it as human beings, right? And you also want to keep them engaged and keep yes. it short and sweet. And you also want to, to feel like you're also giving them value because they want to come, you want them to come back and trust you. So you, I, I saw on you on LinkedIn, it was a great post from you. And it, it said, don't sell people on, on social media, but tell them a story. Yeah. Could you explain that? So in sales, they want to relate to you. It's very relationship based. That's why I've been so successful because I create relationships with my clients because I genuinely care. I genuinely want them to do well. And they know that they know that I'll work hard for them. They know that I'll go to the ends of the earth to get them what they need, especially when I was in marketing in the legal field. Like if they called me like, Heather, I need this like tomorrow. I will try so hard to get it done. They, they would, and if I couldn't succeed, they knew it wasn't because I didn't try and they trusted me and they knew that, you know, I would always be there. And so you want to create that. And so trust is huge. It, it's in relationships are just really how it, how it goes. Right. So you just want to be you and create relationships with those because it, it, goes so much further because people do business with people. You, you, you're a published writer and, and a marketing expert. Do you suggest that mompreneurs possess a little of those skills? Yeah, I think we're all experts. I mean, moms know a lot and we know more than we think. Uh, a lot of women, especially mompreneurs, they don't feel like they have anything to teach because it's second nature, like multitasking for me, it's second nature to me, but not everyone knows how. So I have to stop myself and really break it down and 
know where they are and try to get them there, stair step it. And so, you know, moms need like writing skills, or you can write about really anything every, I mean, blogs, you can write for a blog and write for a magazine. I mean, there's always local, um, on Facebook groups, you've got your local people that are always have like your community. Um, you have your community newsletters ask, can I offer a tip? You know, I can tell you how to hang up a foot, like a picture on your wall, three different ways with a fork tape or toothpaste because I don't want to put more holes in my wall. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. So I write an article about that. Someone's going to find that interesting. So if you have like cool hacks and stuff, share the, share it. People always need it. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Uh, tell the side hustle with personality committee a, a little bit about yourself. See, you gave them all these tips. You gave them, they say, oh yeah, I like it. Tell us a little bit of, uh, more about yourself, where you originate from, uh, we know your business and why you started your business. Oh, sure. So I'm, um, I live in Austin, Texas. I'm from Texas originally. Um, and then I moved to Florida to go play soccer for um, a university. I uh, got injured two weeks in. I ended up finding out I had a like a debilitating like spinal condition. I didn't even know I had. My back started hurting really badly. I was 18. And I find out I have this condition called spondylolisthesis, which is the slippage of the vertebrae. So I had to have a, a fusion of my lower lumbar when I was 19 and the recovery was not fun. I had a lot of complications and I was in a lot of pain for the next like 13 years. Um, I, I originally went to school for exercise science and sports studies and doing personal training. Uh, honestly, I wanted to do physical therapy, but I was going to have to do another year of school and I was at private school and it was gonna be way too expensive. So I settled <laughs> for kinesiology, but it ends up that I got into sales later. Um, so I have that, that exercise science degree. And then I met my husband and had our, our children. My husband travels typically every month, every week of the month, almost he's very busy in sales as well. Uh, so me, three kids with a terrible spine lots of pain. We would have some help because I just couldn't, I couldn't give my kids baths like every day. And that was very difficult. And so after we were done having children, um, my youngest was four months old. I had this last surgery after looking for one for a long time that would actually like do it. And now I'm pain-free. I found a specialist. I had zero like complications and I'm going on four years. And so I had this like new lease on life. And so I work out, I got back into the health and wellness industry because, um, I got out of corporate because of an acquisition, which was completely fine. And then I wanted to help other moms and other women to not just get healthier, but also get healthier, like mindset wise, and that be more, um, prepared. And because when you have help come in and help you, sometimes they're not a good fit sometimes. And I can't continue to train someone over and over and over. Cause it's like, I got a new person. You got transitions with kids, like with new people and learning and, you know, all those things. And so trying to just be prepared and set people up for success. Communication is key and being more self-sufficient. Like you can do more. And then on the other end of it, my husband would travel. So guess who changed the air filters? Guess who hooked up all the stereo systems? Guess who dealt with all the plumbers like me? So knowing, you know, where you can be strong and be like some plumber tried to tell me there was a part 
that was for five hundred dollars. Was just at this one store because it was a German part. I asked him for a like the part number. I go on Amazon. This one, uh, yeah, sixty bucks. So like knowing that you can not get kind of swindled because women do get unfortunately get taken advantage of. They always want to talk to my husband, and my husband's always like, you know, talk to her. She's like, she's here more. Like she knows where the stuff is. And so just knowing those things, not everyone has that privilege or knowing where your air filters are even, because if something were to happen to my husband and he was handling that still has to get done, right? Like maybe his plane got delayed and he can't get home and we have this to do, uh, just knowing how your home functions and being more self-sufficient. How did you, how did you focus through that, all of that and the pain and, but what did you focus on to keep you going and saying, this is my life and I can do it. And it, because now don't you, you train SWAT members. And I used to, yeah. And pro athletes and do mompreneurs, people who want to continue their business. How, how, how did you focus through that pain? It's hard. You know, when anyone suffering from a chronic pain, you kind of have to go into this mental block. Like you really, you learn to live with it when you don't feel like there's probably any hope for it. You just kind of live with it. Um, you just kind of muscle through, you make it at, you know, when we would travel, we would build in an extra day so I could rest. Cause I couldn't really walk very well. Cause of like sitting on a plane, get really stiff. We couldn't take long hikes or anything like that. We would have to take breaks. So you just have to work it in. It was just, it was no way to live. But when you're in chronic pain like that, you do just learn how to block it out and adjust, uh, which is hard for, for people that don't experience it to really understand it. And you kind of numb out a little bit and you just kind of focus on what you have to with distractions. So that's why I think I do a lot of things. That's blocking it out. Focus on what you have to get done. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just focus on, yeah. You just kind of go to a mental space where you just, it's part of you. Like it's not, it's not abnormal to be out of, um, you know, not in pain. And honestly, now that I'm pain-free, I have some arthritis from like when it like rains, cause I had another fusion done. So I'm, I've got, I've had two fusions. If I tweak something or if my kids know, they know that they're not supposed to jump on me without any type of warning because it could, you know, you never know I have a rector set back there. And, um, I think when I do get some pain, I actually go into like panic mode, like, oh my gosh, like, is it happening again? Is this the end of my pain-free like ride? And it, it kind of messes with you a little bit in your brain, but, uh, that's with chronic pain, uh, to deal with it. But I am very fortunate that, um, I have a supportive husband and my kids know better. <laughs> and so I, you know, and I found a really great doctor. Uh, he broke uh, up with, I call it breaking up with me last year. He's like, you don't have to come see me anymore. I'm like, are you breaking up with me? He's like, you don't need to come back. Like you're a really great state. And I didn't know what to do. He's like, you can come and see me if you want. I'm like, I, I guess. Yeah. Good, good, for you, good for your breakup. That yeah. Oh, I know it's a positive. It's weird when you're going to these doctors for so long. And then you're like, wait, I don't have to anymore. Good Whoa. for you, Heather. Way to go. Oh, Way thank go. you. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Very encouraging. Oh, um, I enjoyed your, your podcast, Chaos and Cookies. Um, and you're talking about getting people up off the couch 
uh, and I love you. One of them was uh, removing fear from, from your life, removing fear. Another one was why uh, you need a coach, you, and scheduled chaos. Now, what is scheduled? I said, oh, I can't wait to ask her this. What is oh, scheduled, scheduled chaos. Chaos. I have had lots of chaos in my life, but what's scheduled chaos? Well, this, scheduled chaos. Yeah, it wasn't chaos that I said, oh, chaos, come on in. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're like, I welcome you. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so chaos and cookies, the, the behind the name chaos, because that's just life in general. I have three kids, my husband travels and then cookies. It's because no matter how often you clean, there's always crumbs somewhere. Like always when there's kids, like sticky hands, just crumbs in your everywhere. So that's really what that was about. Um, scheduled chaos is more just like, you know, when you have kids or hobbies or soccer practice and school and maybe speech therapy. And because you have a child with special needs, it's all, it's just always going right. Just, and maybe it's not chaos because it's, it's strategic chaos. It's just like, there's just a lot going on, but then you throw, maybe your, uh, your mom gets sick and you got to go and now deal with that. And it was unplanned, but everything else scheduled wise, like your life is crazy. So it's like scheduled crazy. Like, nope, they still have soccer practice. They still have this. They have homework. They have to go brush their teeth at this time. This is bedtime. I mean, it's really just a scheduled system to ring in all because kids are, they've got emotions. Things happen. They get hurt. You got to take them to the hospital because they knock their head on the coffee table. Of course, it happens at night when, you know, there's best time ever right before bed. And so, you know, those types of things will happen. So at least you have a plan. A plan. And that's what we talked about earlier. Yeah. Have that plan, have that list, have that knowing if this happens, I call this, this happens, we do this. Fabulous. Um, now I'm going to wrap this up a little bit. Um, and then, and then, and then reluctantly let you go. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, first, first we talked about how can my community start this small side hustle from home and bring in more income. Once again, can you, very short, uh, can you answer that question? How, sure. How from home and bring in more income. So if you, it depends, if you want to start your own business, like from scratch, that's going to be a longer game. But if you may be looking into more of like a direct marketing or a network marketing, maybe it's a skincare line, or maybe it's uh, clothing, like uh, fitness or something like that, like somewhat like find something that might already have something formed to at least they give you tools, they give you marketing, they give you those things to kind of get you going see if you even like that or, you know, get into something that they're already, it's very little to get into. And if you like that, try to create it, but you're also bringing in money at the same time would be the smartest thing to do. Like my health and wellness, I started there. I could get clients, it funds it. They have my website. I didn't have to do any of that. And now I can create my other stuff while this is still funding it and kind of navigate your way. So Okay. Find something that aligns with you and your values and your morals too, because your morals. Yeah. yeah, you want to make sure it aligns up with yeah. you, right? Yeah. 
Second, we talked about uh, what do what do you tell mompreneurs who are overstressed and how to increase their productivity? And I'll let you answer that. I know now. Yeah, I mean, color coding is big. Every cut, every kid has a color. I I do multiple. Um, I have multiple jobs. I work for multiple people. I've got color codes. So when I go into like my notebook, if I see green, I know it's for this business. If it's blue, I know it's for this one. So if I'm looking for a note, I'm like, yep, that's not it. You know, instead of having three notebooks, uh, but finding a system that will work for you. Like if you can't, not everyone can work from home. It's very hard sometimes to kind of get going. So getting up, getting showered, getting dressed in the morning and being to start your day off right to start productivity. Cause if you're still hanging out in your pajamas till two o'clock, you're probably not going to be as productive as maybe when you got up, got dressed and like started your day. Yeah. You know, Have you always been this, uh, this organized with systems? I've always been very organized since I went to college. I just, I've had like all of my books in one spot. There was a place for everything. Cause I was living with roommates and I like to know where my stuff is. And if there's a place for everything. And I think that especially with kids, you're teaching them too at a young age, you're modeling behavior for them. You're modeling, like you can work hard. There's a system, there's a time and a place for everything. And just remember that there's always different people watching and there's just always different moving parts. So what, what personal connections do we need to make it happen, make our lives and our business work as a unit? What, what personal connections do we need? Personal so they say to pick five, have five people, no more, five people in like your circle of trust, people that are not just going to tell you what you want to hear, People that are going to push back on you, hold you accountable, but have your best interest and finding the people that are going to truly be there and not just those that are trying to capitalize on success or, you know, making it easy. And so really building those relationships. I always say everyone needs a coach. Now, if you're going to keep that coach, people will outgrow you as a coach and that's okay. You know, I'm meeting people where they are right now. Eventually they're going to grow to the point where they're going to need someone more that my expertise is not, and I'm not going to try and pretend it is, and they're going to move on. So, and it's always great to have a coach because you're always needing to be learning. There's always someone ahead of you. And so always knowing and uh, surrounding yourself with people that are better or have done it. Right. And so coach accountant, <laughs> an accountant to help you, I think would be a really good one. And just, um, a, a really good scheduler, scheduler tool, uh, you know, something that can keep you synced up in, you know, remind you like, Oh, you have a meeting 15 minutes and keeping you kind of on track too. And there's a lot of noise right now. So just trying to really be intentional with which things. I, I, I can, I can see why some people would think what you do and you become very successful at it seems so simple but it is not no we all know that i know that i've been saying as as uh, as we've been talking i've been saying oh i need i need to do that more i need that i need that schedule i need to have i need to <laughs> only 15 10 minutes 15 minutes and then move on to my next project I, yeah. So you think 
Everybody knows this, but obviously people are coming to you quite a bit uh, over the years and because it's not as simple as it's as it may sound. And it's executing it. Like you can have all these hopes and dreams. Like this is what I really want to do. And I really want to organize that corner. I really want, but doing it and then maintaining it is really the the big step, right? And I would also say not to be afraid of delegating something out. If it's something you can't do well and it's going to really either aggravate you or you're never going to get it done, then it's okay to find someone that's going to help you and take that load because then it's just going to take that stress away. Yeah, I have a, a producer for this show and an IT person for this show. And sure, because it's a lot. started, you know, I went, you know. Uh, so much. So much. With my and not that you can't do it. It's just, did you want to do it? Or was it going to take you a long time to do it? Or is it I worth just like paying someone to get it done? Yeah. I have a podcast manager. I tried to do it on my own. I was like, I can't, I don't have the bandwidth. My brain doesn't function. Like just set it up. Now, do I know how to? Yes. I had them teach me in case. Me right. Too. That's what I did too. I had them teach me. Yeah. My IT guy. For- just in case something like blows up and they can't get to you, you can at least fix it and know enough to get dangerous. Right. Exactly. <laughs> can you tell our audience where uh, they can, learn more about you and your consulting business? Yeah. So uh, my website's chaosandcookies.com. You can find me on social media, on Instagram at, at Heather Steinker or at Chaos and Cookies. And on Facebook. your last name, Heather. S-T-E-I-N-K-E-R. My husband always says like beer Stein with a K-E-R at the end. So <laughs> that's what he says. Like uh, so uh, that's where you can find me. And um I'm happy to help in any way I can. I have a podcast as well called Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Ah, Heather, you've been an outstanding guest. I, I loved I loved talking with you today. Uh, I've learned so much during this interview. Thank you very much for joining me on Side Hustle with Personality. Um, it, it's been such, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. So great. Uh, join me next time for another conversation on Side Hustle with Personality, where we explore how you can develop something on the side and bring great value to others and yourself. And I, I want to ask you, Heather, this one last question that I ask most of my guests, uh, and that is... Tell me what what use of your personality or connections has resulted in the most financial return for you? Wow. So I started this business last year. Uh, The company that kind of helped me build my brand, I saw this woman, she was speaking on a a stage when we were in person. Um, I immersed myself with that community and networked. I found people that were of like-mindedness. Networking is key. And actually I now work for her (laughs) as a sales and nurture specialist uh, on top of two other people that I freelance for in that same community doing sales and nurture as well, where they're paying me to help them grow their business while also being able to support mine. So just 
networking exposure, you never know who's watching and who's going to approach you. So just to keep trying. Thank you so very much, Heather. You're very welcome. Join us next time for another innovative conversation on Side Hustle with Personality, where we explore how you can develop something on the side and bring great value to others and yourself. And when you choose to improve your daily life and business, this is the place to hang out for new ideas and new strategies. This has been Side Hustle with Personality. Now, you may contact us at kerryruff.com. That's K-E-R-R-Y-R-U-F-F, as in Frank Frank. And remember, keep connecting your energy differently and adding true value to the world.